everyone, this is Christian with Film Fanic. Thank you for tuning in again. And if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, today, we have two guests. Uh, we have John Rafici and Dustin Detour. And they collaborated on a show called Real Life, which can be found on YouTube. John and Dustin, welcome to Film Fanic. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I'm John, by the way. And I'm Dustin. <laughs> yeah, let's get the voice distinctions out of the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm the I'm the shorter one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, do you guys want to do any plugins? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram, John Rafici, J-O-H-N-R-I-F-I-C-I. And um uh, you know, obviously look up real life. Uh you can find it hashtag real life TV show. Real life, R E E L. Yeah, like yo, a, that's like important. A film reel, that's important. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Omega Media Productions. You can find the website omegamediaproductions.com. Yeah, that way you can keep up with anything that we we post. Pretty much. Yeah. We'll link to the website. The, the Omega is our collaboration, and I also have a a side channel called uh, Let's Talk Resident Evil, where we do like all Resident <laughs> Evil related stuff, um, as you can tell by the <laughs> nice. posters. That, and then I do have a Facebook, but I unfortunately don't go on it very often. But it would just be my name, Dustin Detour. Uh, that's how you'd find me that way yeah <laughs> i'm the same way i have facebook and you know there's all these facebook groups for filmmakers and it's like you should be on there but i, I know i tr <laughs> i tried but it's like it's sometimes it's hard to keep up with it all but I, yeah i mean for maybe i'm just being a curmudgeon but like for me <laughs> no, for me i just like i see all these facebook groups and it's just people who are just really angry at each other for no reason it's just like why would you call it a c47 it's like it's like let's all just be cool right like, <laughs> why do they call it a c47 i i think i i don't really fully know but i think it's um like on the barcode when you scan it like at a food like a grocery store or something that's what it's uh, i don't know i don't I, yeah I don't know. <laughs> for those who don't know c47 is the uh wooden close close pins there yeah. you go it's literally more syllables so there's no reason to call it a c47 <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. You taught me that the first day that, you, that I met it's you almost. The you dumbest... brought that up. Yeah, I was like, the see what? Yeah. Obviously, that's something he feels passionate about. Yeah, no, it's dumb. It's <laughs> a dumb thing. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so John and Dustin, as I said before, they collaborated on Real Life. the The pilot is out on YouTube. John, I've met through college, and Dustin is a new friend of mine. Yeah, we just met. <laughs> You just met, yeah. But how long have you two known each other? About, it was like 20, well, it was during District 13, so it was like 2014? 2014. Honestly, he, the I met Dustin around the same time I met you, CJ. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably, what is it, like, eight, yeah. math? <laughs> yeah. Six, seven years? It could be 100 years. years, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say eight to ten years, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we. I got introduced to John through a mutual friend of mine that um, I had done films with, and he acted on on a lot of my stuff. And he was like, I was looking for an actor at the time for a part, and he was like, I got this guy. His name is also John because his name was John, and I know a lot of Johns. He was like, <laughs> uh, you should definitely meet him because like he's a, he's good at acting, but he he knows like a whole bunch of other stuff too that you could find useful. So we met at, at an Applebee's down the street. Yeah. And uh, we really hit it off and it, it went so much further than just like him coming in to do like a one time part. Like he stayed on the show and did like lighting yeah, and oh, a yeah. bigger part came later. And like it, it's been great. Yeah, that bigger part was one of my bread and butter. I love him. <laughs> I, miss, I miss him every day. I really do. I wish I could still play him. So John is uh, that that's your backup acting. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, my backup is, is, is somebody's first. Uh, <laughs> it's somebody's somebody's first. first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's great. And so, all right. So, um, you know, whoever wants to go first, maybe tell us a little bit about your sort of um, your style and what kind of movies influences your style. You want to? You can go. Probably go first, but because I know you well, probably got it ready. Yeah, well, <laughs> I really don't. I have nothing ready in my life. <laughs> in my uh, life. <laughs> no, but I, I think we could talk about what we agree on. Oh yeah, yeah. I more than doesn't I agree on almost nothing. The only <laughs> thing we agree on is film. Yeah. But and like he and mm. I both have a deep love of David Fincher, specifically Seven. That's my favorite movie. We think that movie is just nice. a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know the differences between us are really, really vast, very great in terms of filmmaking. He's more character on plot. He likes television. I like uh, film, like movies. Um, you know, people who like uh, filmmakers who get to me are like you know 
Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, David Fincher. You know, Nolan's good. I like him. James Gunn. Uh, my favorite film of all time is Super with Rain Wilson. I I think you can watch that movie, dissect it in every way, and it it it's just it's just pure cinematic joy. Have you, have you seen it? No, I have not. You said that one was James Gunn. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Okay, and he he directed he. Oh, the new Suicide Squad is coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. he directed this one. That yeah. and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He did that. Yeah, that was a big one. Slither, yeah. a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah, Slither. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was a throwback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Super is fantastic. It's it's very violent, very funny. There's tentacle porn in it, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's, I'm not joking. It's real. Like, that is the quote of the day. <laughs> yeah, like, and it makes tentacle. It makes tentacle porn relevant in the terms of the greater filmmaking experience. Yeah, <laughs> relevant. I'm not surprised though. I mean, seeing some of his other ones with the sci-fi kind of yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and what about you, Dustin? So I have a a large background in like television. That was always my media of choice. Like growing up, I watch a lot of TV uh, more often. One of the biggest influences is is also my favorite show of all time is Friends, and I think that taught me a lot about well, it taught me a lot about a lot of things. It taught me about ensembles, like having a, lo- a relatively large size cast of like main characters where there's like equal share of who gets the attention of, of the story of the week. Mm. It taught mm-hmm. me a lot about like, like ongoing comedy things. So like they're not as much like one and done comedy chunks. Like every week there's like ongoing stories about, you know, relationships and like marriages and like people moving and stuff like that. Um, I was always really attracted to that. I love the characters. As John said, I'm a very character driven person where he's a very plot driven person. So I can, I can come up with all these characters and stuff, and I, sometimes I need John's help to make them have a conflict yeah. <laughs> instead of just exist. Because yeah, he, make, he, makes, he makes very rich and full characters, and they're all very, like, good, decent people. Like, and you want to be friends with them, and, you know, they're very nice. And they're, they just... If, if, they, if they're distilled too much, they basically just sit in a room and they're just like, oh, I like you. I like you too. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm the little bit of chaos that, like, puts everyone into a tailspin. So it, so it fits then. It's a oh, nice, yeah, uh, yeah well, that was one of the things that w- what makes our writing so so frequent and well together yeah. is that like we have those different viewpoints that come together in the middle. I think it's dynamic, yeah. Yeah. I think the second thing I would say that's like my biggest influence would be uh, one of my other favorite shows, CSI. Um, when that came mm-hmm. out in 2000, um, I got introduced to that show through my grandfather and like I fell in love with the idea of like the procedural element where they have like case of the week stuff. And like, I love like cop shows, like all those two thousands cop shows. I was, I watched like all of them and I have like all the DVDs cause they were a big influence on me. Um, I really liked how they juggled doing some ongoing stories on top of like the case of the week variety. Like it always takes you to like a different Avenue every week, which is kind of exciting. And uh, those, I think those are some of my biggest influence with TV. Mm. I think. And another thing we actually share is just action schlock. Just, yeah, just garbage. I I have a soft spot for like over the top action. It's the best. Oh, so you guys like Transformers too? Cool, no, cool, cool. No, cool, no. Why are you doing this to me, CJ? The greatest action film of all time. No, it's no, not. But, um, <laughs> no, um, that's Godzilla. But uh, <laughs> um, that's good. No, and I agree with. Uh, so I I'm more of a character driven person. A uh, story. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm more partial to film than I am to TV. Mm-hmm. However, I you're our love... competition, is what you're saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm my own competition oh. because <laughs> I love, I, because TV. You're very right about how TV gives you that time to really connect with characters. Yeah, like over years, you know. like you watch them every week, and it's like you just feel like you know them. Exactly, and then so then by the finale, you're just sobbing because that is <laughs> this very is true. It. You're saying goodbye, you know, to That's friends. That's so true. I I have a different experience for the most part, at least. It has to be like a fantastic TV show for me to really care because I mm-hmm. just like I see it as meandering. It's just like they, if it if it goes on for too long, I just feel like they keep recycling the same like story arcs, and I just I can't do mm. that. It's like with the will they, won't they stuff. It's like, all right, let's. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> like, we know they're gonna end up together. Let's get it yeah, together. Yeah, you know? yeah it's like you. There, if the thing is, if the writer knows where it's going, the audience most likely will too. And like, mm. if the writer has no idea what the hell they're doing, I think that's the best show in the world. <laughs> that's how I think. There's a lot. It's like I'll plan like right. all the stuff, but I don't always plan an ending. They usually don't plan yeah. an ending. I just see where it goes. Like when I have a good premise yeah. and like yeah. a good 
plot and everything. I, I think a trajectory is different than a a stone ending. You know. What I mean? Yeah, like I'll, I would if I was doing a show, I would plan like a season or two, maybe three ahead yeah. to know where I'm going. But like, in, unless there's something that's like that would be a good ending. Like, yeah. Unless that dawns on me, I kind of let the characters kind of guide me on yeah. like where it's gonna go. Yeah, I think shows are like that in general. They don't really know, unless it's a very limited series, they don't really right. know where it's going to end because they're just season to season coming up with stuff. Absolutely. Um, some of my favorite TV shows would be uh, Friends, The Nanny, Golden Girls. Nice. All comedies. Um, when I'm watching TV shows, it has to be... Mo- no, no, no. This is it, it used to have to be comedy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting back into drama because... A lot of these limited series, they're mostly limited series. They're not like a cable network TV shows, but a lot of these limited series are or episodic stories are much more cinematic than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you get off of the like, like the network has been doing better, but like a lot of the subscription channels, like they just have yeah. really amazing shows. Like, yeah, they there's some good stuff out there for sure. Yeah, so it doesn't feel instead of wa- feeling like we are watching a, a series, you're you're watching a six hour movie, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a ten hour film. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt with um, the first season of Stranger Things. You know, yeah, I mean, it just it felt complete. And then you know, there's the little teaser at the end where it's like the cliffhanger. But like that was it was perfect. It didn't need you know, if there was no uh, season after that, I would have been happy. Yeah, yeah. It has a, a beginning, a middle, and end. Yeah, everything's good there. Um, great. So let's go into real life. Uh, who kind of came up with the story? Was it something you both did in the Dustin? <laughs> Just Dustin. I got, I got pointed at. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've always been a filmmaker like the main character in real life, which it's a show about filmmakers, um, particularly the main character, Logan. And it was kind of loosely based on my life and like people that I met and I was friends with and I worked with on film. Uh, I actually wrote it in 2015, I believe. I was still in production of some other stuff that I was doing, but like I, I always had the side idea of like an experimental, like this is what my life would be like in an exaggerated comedy way, but like still, still give you like the message of like what it's like to be an independent filmmaker and struggle and you know have success and failure. Mm-hmm. And then I just wrote it here and there on the side, and then I showed it to John, and like he was like, "This is really good. You know, we should do something with this." And at the time, I was busy, so I didn't always have the time for it. And then when stuff slowed down, he's like. I'm telling you, man, it's good. Like, let's let's retool this and like make it like a real, you know, a real big project we can do. And yeah. we took off from there. The the scripts that he's written, it's like like sci-fi, big concept, like kind of stuff that it's like it's really difficult to like attempt to shoot that. And then he like he does this quiet little somber earnest um script, and I'm reading it and I'm like, you know, obviously there need to be changes because I wanted to inject a little bit of myself in there. It was a very um the script was very um I don't know what the word would be, but it was it, it didn't have enough comedy in in for my for my taste. Because if you watch a, a series and it's too serious about like, oh, isn't it sad that I'm an artist, but like nobody likes me? It's like nobody's gonna give a shit about that guy. Yeah. So it's like it's it's ridiculous that somebody... I have sympathy for that guy. <laughs> nobody else does. <laughs> no, but like you have to you have to make it a comedy, otherwise like it becomes like pissy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like nobody gonna, is gonna want to watch a guy like complain about how his mediocre life is mediocre. Do something yeah. about it, or like shut up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel you. And 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 going just quickly going back to why I mostly watch comedy TV shows. I think it's for similarly that reason. It's like if I'm gonna sit down to watch a series for months or years. I don't want just dramatic melodrama. I want to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, you want to you want to have fun with the people you're hanging out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, like I always think that like if you like if you can like connect and laugh with a character, like when something bad happens to them, like significantly bad, like you're so much more affected because you feel like it's like your friend, like you have a connection with that character. Yes, yes. A lot of bonding happens through laughter. I totally agree with that. I always think that. In, in terms of changing the pilot when we first wrote it, it wasn't... What did we... It, it was originally supposed to be... We were supposed to shoot it ourselves, and we were supposed yeah, to... Yeah, act- that was a big factor in how the pilot was written, because like, we actually wrote it like we were going to... I mean, we still did film it, obviously, because yeah. we did, but like with a different... We were film, We were going to film it with like people we knew like right off the bat, like yeah. friends, close friends that we've worked with in the past. And then we... 
you know, time goes on, people move, their lives get busier, and it wasn't really feasible. So we went to film.org, yeah. which is a, you, uh, like a, it's basically, how would you describe, like a Craigslist it's, for act for like all kinds of film, like in the Philadelphia area? It's a, yeah. Oh, I miss that website. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's, yeah, it yeah. saved us. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. We put that's out postings cool. for the characters for the acting. And like, that was the first time that we, either of us had been on the level of like having people send us auditions yeah. and then judge them and then decide if they're going to get the part. Like, at least for me, like, it had always been like, you know, if you're if you're good at the part, like, you know, I would come out to you and be like, you know, this would be a great role for you, this kind of thing, if yeah. I wanted to get someone started with something. But this was like the hard decisions sometimes when pe- yeah. two, three people would be really good for a part. And you're like, man, which one do I go with? Yeah, it, we always talk. I mean, there were some characters that were difficult to place, but yeah, I'll tell you, Piper, there were so many good Pipers. There were a lot of good Pipers. Piper is this uh, like the the. The next character yeah. after after Logan, um, she's the secondary of, lead. Yeah, the second, yeah, the female lead. And you picked a good one. She's yeah, great. she's a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, Steph, Steph is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the the main character, uh, Buddy, who plays Logan. Um, he was he originally I forgot this until you brought it up the other day. Yeah. He, he auditioned for one of the smaller characters, uh, Jared. Jared. Yeah, and like he was mm-hmm. so good, and we 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 were like he'd be a really good Logan, yeah. who's the lead. So we contacted him. We were like, hey, uh, how would you like? to be the lead you know yeah we, he wanted to be jared or whatever and then we're talking to him like oh you know we think you would be a better logan and then like as time goes on we're talking to him and stuff and he essentially like was telling us his life story and it lined up identically to logan he wanted mm. to he wanted to go into film people but he also wanted to do acting so he wanted to dabble in both and everyone he talked to was just beating him down saying you have to pick one and it's like well i can't pick one i want to do both yeah did he tell you why he originally chose jared i don't think he did I think Jared's a funnier role. Logan's kind of the. It's straight. more laid back. Yeah, and Jar- like Jared's funny. the the long hair. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. The beach okay. beach surf guy. Yeah, that's funny how it worked out because I the guy who plays Jared, like I can see him as Jared and yeah, Logan, yeah he was really as Logan. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where like you, if someone told you like, oh well, this person was supposed to originally be this person, it like blows your mind because yeah. you're like, really? Well, yeah, I can see that. We but, we. <laughs> We offered him Jared. We're like, you can just have it. And but we're like, you know, if you want to go for Logan and be the lead, like by all means. And he obviously went for the lead. But I mean, like if he had become Jared, I think he Jared would have become less of a surfer, bro. He would have been more of like a I guess like a meathead or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, he was just such a strong actor. We were we were able to bend the character a little bit in any direction. OK, so collaborating, you know, you, you had spoken about how you have a lot of differences, um, but you're good friends, but you have a lot of differences. So how was uh, in the beginning of the process collaborating? Um, did you have a lot of not uh, when I say arguments, I don't mean like oh, yeah. fighting and, and contention, but, you know, just Dustin used to debates. beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I can see it. <laughs> <a> strong man. <laughs> used to attack me viciously. Uh, I like John calls himself a stress maniac when it comes to like this process. And like, I I see it more as like, you're just really passionate that like it gets to the point where like you, you, you stress, you do stress yourself, but like, it's not like you're just like, Oh, everything pisses me off. Like you, you're coming at it from like, you care so much about getting this right. Yeah. That you, Mm -hmm. it comes off as like stress, which, you know, there is stress in there, but like it's, I see it, I see the passion in there. Like, and that's, I, th- I think yeah. that's great. It's, it stems from passion. It's not like, how are we going to get it done? It's more like, how are we going to get this done perfectly? Yeah. Usually it'll consist of like, you, you start to pace is like the first phase. Yeah. The pace. And then like, like, like the, 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 you know, pulling your hair out. Yeah. 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 And then I'm just like, breathe. Yeah. We could, we, what if we do this? What if we do yeah. this? What if we do this? And then we work it out. Yeah. No, it's just great that Dustin could be that calming calming beacon yeah <laughs> i try yeah well i mean like I, I put a lot of the the pressure on me to get like all the mechanical stuff i guess you would call it done you know like i guess the producer stuff like get locations you know a- anything that deals with numbers or uh like anyone who has a difficult personality i take that on myself and i leave a majority of the creative process to look uh, jesus christ i was called you logan <laughs> to dustin <laughs> because you know i know that he's the creative heartbeat of the of the whole thing and i want to like insulate that as much as i can we actually did um we both directed we're cre- we both credited yeah. ourselves as director for the pilot because what we decided early on was that john was going to handle the crew yeah in terms of, like 
camera angles, um, who's going to do what, what time to show up, all that stuff. And then I was yeah. going to work with the actors and give them notes on like performance and like, try this, try that, try this motivation, Yeah. you know, answer questions about them, make them, you know, feel welcome with each other. And, uh, that, that really helped because we didn't step on each other's toes. It wasn't a situation where like John says, do the angle this way. And then I say, do the angle yeah. this way. And the camera guy's like, which one do I listen to? So like mm. everybody kind of had their role and I, we really had not really any problems with it. Like everything flowed as far as you and I. Like, no, the, no. Like, yeah. It flowed. I mean, there, there was one time where I made one acting, uh, uh not a critique, but like alteration to Piper mm. and, yeah. and she came in and she wanted to be stressed in the beginning. And I was like, no, let's, let's have you come into the scene like a little bit happy. That way there's somewhere to go in the scene instead of come in stressed and leave stressed, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. That's something that I, uh, I, I, I collaborated with somebody a couple of years ago yeah. on a short, and uh, he was a director. I was a cinematographer, but there were moments where he allowed me to step in and and direct because he was acting in a certain scene. So he allowed me to sort of give direction. Yeah, and I remember just thinking like, damn, I gotta. I want to learn to be more that person where you're just like, oh, yeah, step in. Let me hear your feedback and all this stuff. Because sometimes I think about my own stuff and I'm like, I see everything in my head. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be open to people's ideas and that, whatnot. I, that's it from I, I feel like I'm a tyrant sometimes on set. Where I'm like, I, you got to get it done this way. And like, mm-hmm. it's you can't you can't act, you can't be like that. I, I, I think a lot of people have those pitfalls. I'm, I know I'm one of them. And it's just like I actively have to fight against it. You know what I mean? But where's that line, you know, where you can, where you, you stick to your vision, you're firm on your vision because you see it, but then you also want to be open. I don't know. I really don't know where the line is. I don't even know if there is a line. Because at the end of the day, you're just playing pretend. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you want, it, you want it to be a good product, product or a project at the end of the day, but, you know, people have to have fun on it. Otherwise, it's not going to translate. Yeah. And, and people have to believe that their voice is important because it is. You know what I mean? You know, if you can act, direct, shoot, edit, the whole thing, it's like, why, why even have actors or editors? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that you've definitely gotten better at it over the years. Because I remember yeah. when we did, like, Fisheye, like, that was, like... And you were really young at that point. Yeah. Because, like... I was a total tyrant on that one. That, <laughs> that was bad. With this, with real life, like, I just... I knew everyone was in the perfect spot. Yeah. Literally everyone. And honestly, it was it was a majority of the cast. Because everyone was so strong that I was like, even if this camera angle sucks, if the audio's bad... These guys are going to carry us so far. <laughs> yeah, we are super lucky and thankful for the people that we got through film.org to be our cast. Yeah. They all just like nailed what they were there to do. Like yeah. and and then some. Like like Steph who Piper who um helped us get two other actors to yeah. be on the show and we were having trouble finding that like the right person for those parts and she she talked to us and she's like I got somebody. And, you know, she's been so helpful and lovely. And everyone has. Like, it's been very supportive with one another. Everybody got along. There was never there was never a time the whole six days that we shot the pilot yeah. that, like, I ever felt like, ooh, this is a little rough. But, like, it was always just, like, just calm and chill. And it was great. Yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. The roughest day was, like, we were shooting in my mom's house for, uh, like, two or three scenes. Oh, my God. And at the, it, like, the shooting went great. It, there was nothing wrong with the it shooting. It was after the shoot. It was after the shooting. <laughs> yeah, like, we were, like, pulling down the lights, and it, like, ripped a hole in my mom's wall. Yeah, I remember that. And then I'm like... <gasps> it, like, yeah. ripped a big chunk of the drywall off. Yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> what? And yeah. then someone tripped over the door stopper and ripped that just off. ripped it off. What else? Oh and then, then you did the dishwasher. You put two soaps in there. Yeah, the and dish- then we were talking. And then it's like, there's water on the floor. It was just bubbling all over the, the place. The dishwasher oh blew up. God. Like, it was just a nightmare. It just, it was just so weird. It, like, and it had nothing to do with shooting. It was just everything cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> Your mom didn't sue you? No, you she didn't, didn't sue me. No. I mean, I feel like she would, but she knows I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, she wasn't there at the time. Yeah. You got lo- you got location insurance. That's what it was. Yeah, location insurance. Yeah. <laughs> then there was also the, the smoke. At Red Dwarf Studios, where we filmed the oh, basement yeah. scenes, the scene with the carpet when it's on fire and there's like that smoke. We originally were going to use the like a fog machine to do the smoke, like a little wisp of that. But then like the we were talking to the guy who ran the studio where we were, and he was like, "I don't know about that. The alarm, the alarms are really sensitive, and if the smoke gets into it, it's going to call the fire department, yeah. and all the stuff is going to go off." Mm. We were kind of intimidated by that, 
So what we, we rectified it by by Anthony like doing the key grip, yeah, the key grip, uh, vaping and blowing into the camera. Yeah, that's how we did that. <laughs> yeah. So it would be it would be controlled enough that yeah. it wouldn't set any of the alarms off. Yeah, I always forgot that we did that, but yeah, yeah. We, we did do that. There's cool little tricks like that. Um, speaking of location, because uh, you guys actually shot in like an actual uh, comic book store yeah we did yeah how'd you come about that uh it was like kind of easy to get or and shoot at yeah i uh my my buddy owns uh adventureland comics at the uh gloucester township premium outlets premium outlets yeah in in new jersey gloucester township new jersey i think it's in cyclaville specifically but uh yeah he owns the comic shop there adventureland um and he uh We've been friends for years. I asked him to if we could shoot in there. We had a shoot during the day uh, because people don't go in there. They're working or whatever. Um, yeah, we were filming while there was customers coming in and out. Oh, yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a dude who limboed under the boom pole mid-shot. Yeah. Middle of a take, the dude's just like mean mugging the camera like we were in his way. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, some people just lack that respect. I mean, consideration. But I... When you when you had people coming in, was that were you worried about sound at all or anything like that? We usually or? would stop, yeah, because it was it was it was a weekday, like yeah. a Monday or something like that. So it was really slow, it, yeah. So it wasn't like it was like we're shutting down all the time. Like once a couple times, we had to stop just to let the customer do their business, yeah. and, and then head out. So it was fairly, it was just that one guy was just a little strong, but <laughs> yeah, it was very it was fairly casual though. I mean, you know, we couldn't shut down the store because the guy's got to make you know he's got he's got to have a business, yeah. But, like, you know, we got to get the shot. And, like, for the most part, it was not bad. Yeah, and the one day we had a skeleton crew anyway, so yeah. it wasn't even like we were tripping over each other. So, like... Yeah. And, yeah, we plugged the store in the show. Like, the yeah. shot... we He acknowledges the name of the store when he answers the phone, and we showed the Instagram thing and, like, yeah. all his plugs. Mm. So it's kind of, like, you know, cross-promotion, yeah, yeah. which was good. Yeah, that's nice. And you guys... Did you... Sh- uh, there was a club scene, too, sort of. Uh, yes, you- that yeah. was at the same place that we shot the basement scene. Logan's basement was at Red Dwarf Studios in uh, Sewell, New Jersey. Yeah. It's like a it's like a music studio. Not so much recording, more for, like, performance. Yeah. And, like, they had this big room with, like, a stage where, like, bands would play. And, like, we got a... Uh, Aunt John Angeloni knew the band, right? Swing yeah, That Cat? Sw- yeah, he the owner of... Uh, Sorry, the manager of uh, Red Dwarf Studios. He uh, he knew a band. It was like a jazz band. Yeah, and, yeah. And he was like, you know, he's he's associate producer on the thing. He he's he's helped us out like a lot over the years. Just, yeah, that's the same guy that introduced us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, the weird nice. the weird thing is though, I don't know where this guy came from in my life. I just one day he just popped up. I don't remember meeting him. I <laughs> I don't know where he came from. Yeah, I, I remember him because I met him through a mutual friend a long time ago, like back in like 2010 or something like that. Like we were we were just looking for actors and he was he went to high school with me. He was in like uh, the theater, the theater stuff. And like uh, I knew him in passing. And then someone was like, you know, you should really reach out to him because he's really good. And then that's, yeah. that's how I met him. But I know you can't think of how you met no, him. I that's no so idea. funny to me. Yeah, it's gone in my brain. It's just missing. <laughs> That's how I feel about you, John. I was in school one day, and all of a sudden you popped up, and now I can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> like a whack-a-mole, like a force of nature. I'm not even a human, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um. So how how much did you see this story change throughout production? Like from writing it to shooting it to editing it. Definitely the end. What do you mean? With Piper's look. How we when we wrote it, oh yeah, we didn't realize like we realized that like Logan not telling Piper about uh, hooking up with Rob Stone to do film stuff was like you know an underhanded thing kind of to do, but we didn't realize like how bad it, it would feel to her like until Steph yeah. was in the role. So we we had a majority of the season mapped out. Yeah, like we had five or six episodes already written. We had to outline the whole thing, everything. Yeah, and then the very last shot of the pilot is Piper's face and her reaction, her micro expressions. We just like that blew up into a whole other Avenue yeah. for the series. Cause we were like, originally it's like, you know, Piper kind of gets over it. Cause that's her friend. She wants to support. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. There is more story there. She really cares. Like, Absolutely. This is way more important than we realize. And we need conflict. Yeah. And so we need conflict. She can't get yeah. over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sets up pretty much their, their arc for the season almost pretty like much, it, yeah. it, cause it's like, it's, it's not a, a huge thing they did, but it's the fact that like they've been friends since childhood and they've never fought. 
Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of like the, like the, the character, like the real person that she was based off was like, well, like one of my best friends, like we're kind of like that. We've been friends for forever. And like, we've never fought. And like, I, I also thought about it in hindsight. I was like, if I did that, I could kind of see that happening. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like if I was like, you know, I went and told some guy like, you know, I'm going to start filming with you and not tell, you know, yeah, one of my fine. film partners that, and then, you know, not really lie about it, but like not be upfront about it and then get caught doing it. Like it'd be a little, it, it would definitely matter not because it's like you it changes though sometimes the way you you perceive somebody that you you feel like you've done forever like they would be capable of that and then they do it and you're like it wasn't a huge thing like you, that happened but like the fact that the little thing happened is like it changes how you look at the person yeah, yeah. and some a lot of the times it's the little things absolutely um yeah uh and dustin you edit this edited this with somebody right you collaborate on the editing yeah our editor zion chavez he's uh where is he right now? Is he in the Himalayas right now? Uh, it's someplace I couldn't pronounce. Yeah. No, he's he's a he's a, uh like a film guy that I met. I introduced him to Dustin. Uh, he's French. He has a very thick French accent, and uh, yeah, and he's like a world traveler kind of guy. Yeah, it took us about almost a year to edit the whole pilot. I think off and on from yeah. like just stuff going on in life and like you know taking breaks because there was a lot of like focused attention to like how can we make this as you know the best way possible and you know that we, we took deliberate breaks of it like you know a week off or something like that so yeah. that we weren't getting like st- stressed about like cut you know because editing is, is kind of like you know it can hurt sometimes when you're like oh i love that shot but this one's better or this one fits the part better you know mm. there's a lot of attention to that and i've like i've always edited my own stuff like when i do productions and early on, like, I really hated editing because I felt really tedious doing it. But as I got older and I got more experience with it and got better programs, um, I yeah. <laughs> realized how much better it can be. And, like, it's, like, your last stop to, like, rescue any any kind of, like, things that, you know, should yeah. be saved. So I, I kind of got a new respect for it. I definitely respect people that are full-time editors because I'm, like, it's a, it's yeah. a rough job and a lot's for riding sure. on your shoulders. I think also the timing is is important too, because like most of my editing that I've done in the past for my productions had been like, because I I always did TV stuff like it wasn't on TV it would be on like YouTube and stuff, but I would film it at a TV pace so like it was always like, yeah. okay well we got this this is an hour long episode we got so much time to do before we got to go to the next episode so it's like you're kind of like on a on a fierce pace and like at that time I was editing usually alone, so I didn't really have that many people to bounce ideas off of just in passing and it was always like you know, a hurdle. And like when we did real life, we had no per se time limit on how long it would take us to edit it. So I could be more laxed and more attentive to it. And I think that that really helped me feel like this is how editing is supposed to feel. Yeah. You're not supposed to feel like it's a, it's like this big chore that like you have to rush and get through yeah. to get to the next episode. Cause that's what it was like. Yeah. I have, Z- do you want, I have Zion right now. He's free to call. Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to talk to him a little bit? Okay, let's do a little five-minute section with All right, five-minute section with Zion Chavez. Zion? Zion, Zion, I'm on a podcast right now. Why are you calling me on my satellite phone? I'm climbing in the Himalayas. Zion, Zion, we're talking about the editing process. Uh-huh. And we're talking about your process for editing and how how did you pull it off? How did you do it? I went to sleep and I woke up and this was done. <laughs> Zion, that doesn't help us. Zion. Zion, welcome to the podcast. I'm Christian. Who is this? You are friends with Rafiji? I hate you. <laughs> Zion, I, I need to ask you to stop bullying me. We've we've won ten awards because of you. Uh, yes, but I saw that I did not win best editing. Zion, Zion, we'll get there eventually. Zion will get there eventually. <laughs> it should be there now. All right. Well, I'll let. Me and my whole I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go because I, I'm sure you're you're having a tough time climbing the hill. Mean, we'll... Yeah. It took me seven How... days. What was that, Christian? How was it editing with with Dustin and John breathing down your neck? It was horrible. It was the worst experience of my life. They're lucky I wanted to do it again. Dustin <laughs> is fine. John is the worst. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, thanks. Thanks for your input. <laughs> I have to go get another phone now. I've spit on it too many times. Don't do it.
<laughs> Thanks, Zion. <laughs> yeah, you meet a lot of interesting people doing film. Yeah, yeah there's so many weirdos <laughs> in film. So he had that kind of energy throughout the whole thing? Oh, yeah, he hates me. Just <laughs> <It's> F. John. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have him on board early on, like even before you were editing, or was it? Uh... Oh no, I don't think so. Didn't you work with him before? Uh, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I worked with him before, but like, I think we, I think we walked out. We went to him, um, for editing, like when we were already in post. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that this this pro this production was like everybody, like the crew. Like, the cast was all brand new to us. It was yeah. all people we got on film.org. The crew were pretty much a hodgepodge of people that each of us knew from past experience. Mm -hmm. But it was like, this is like a big shot because we really want to get this to be picked up and be out there. So, like, everybody was kind of, like, bringing their A game for this one. Like, because it was, it was going to be, like, instead of, like, an ongoing thing at the time, it was like, we want to make the best pilot we can so that whenever we show it, we can say, this is what we're capable of on a $1,500 budget, you know? Yeah. So, imagine what we can do with more. Exactly. Um what what is your goal with this? Like, where would you like to see it get picked up? We we don't care about making money off of it. We just want we just want we we want to break even. Yeah, but we want to we, we we want is we want to be on a streaming service or a platform that mm -hmm. we can express the show mm -hmm. to its fullest, and we want to make sure that everybody involved gets compensated for their work. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that but in a way that we're not constantly in the red of like we're just shelling out money and money and money to like yeah produce and and like pay people and stuff. And it's not that we don't want to do that. It's that like. You know, we got to eat. <laughs> the important thing to us is getting the story out there. Getting people to see it. Yeah. And the, the freedom of the creative process. So it's like we're we're trying to find a perfect balance between like having a budget like, you know, but also that means producers bring down the back of your neck to get things done on time. Yeah. While also like having enough heart and soul for a project to carry you through. So an audience actually still feels that they're. Uh, interconnected with uh, your, what it, what it is you're trying to get across. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, first of all, congratulations on the. You said ten awards because the last time I was at nine, so now we're at ten. We're technically at thirteen. Whoa. Yeah, we've we've been like, like I've I've never had anything I've done go to a film festival personally. Yeah. And like, the first the first ones that we did were just like they were so well received that yeah. like I like. I knew it was it, that it was good, but I didn't. I always wasn't sure like how it would come off because like it's it's like it's about the film experience. So like right. it, people have to agree on like you know this is is this accurate? Like is this, does this feel right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's like the the confirmation for me that like there's really something there is to win all those awards and like everything I, that we went through. Yeah. I think it, you know the 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 show kind of speaks to anyone who has a dream, yes. anyone who understands anything remotely close to the creative process. Where it's just like, you know, doubting yourself, having to go back to the drawing board, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It's just, it's really rough. Like, I, we talk to musicians who, like, had, who have had almost identical experiences to the main character, even though their hobbies, professions, or don't line up in any kind of way. Even, like, our composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, John Mandel that did the soundtrack for yeah. the pilot. Um, I remember, I, remember I, th I think I was there, too, when we were talking about that. He was like... I may not be a filmmaker, but what Logan's going yeah. through, I totally get it. Because yeah. he, he he mentioned the scene in particular where Logan's trying to get everybody to come back for the next film and like everybody's schedule's all out of whack and yeah. they're not communicating. And he's like, dude, that's literally band practice. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I get it. Yeah. That's nice. And that's so that's it must be really encouraging all of those awards. Um how's that gonna how's that started your process for the 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 next episode or you know what's are you writing or it's it's super encouraging we have the second episode right now yep and we've been showing it to some of the, the cast to get give them an idea where we're going yeah. and then we have uh some outlines for the rest of the season we we're aiming to do like a 10 episode season would be like what we're aiming for but you know we there's some wiggle room depending on you know if someone's like i'll do it for this many episodes yeah. you know you know get it out but we, get it good yeah, yeah we can accordion it also there's like we have so many ideas we have like note cards of just ideas oh yeah the flashcards yeah yeah, just experiences that dustin and i have just experienced or like e even other people have experienced where it's just like oh, that's a funny story let's you know kind of intertwine that mix it together this might help some people with writing like it did for me like i i do a lot of stuff digitally like most people on the computer but certain situations i really go into like flashcards and whiteboards yeah. and like you know whatever I need, whatever physical means I can do to like visualize the story, like to help me. 
and like I we we broke out like this whiteboard with like a an arc for the season for each yeah. character and like yeah. we had flashcards that we wrote experiences because a lot of the show is built on real life experiences we've had you know you know kind of embellished for comedy purposes but like the main idea is it really happened and we wrote these experiences on flashcards into categories and then we laid them out on the arc to see where they would fit and like we have all the stuff in reserve and like mm. uh, I, I that was a really helpful part of the process for me was just flashcards and whiteboards like it worked are you waiting for i guess to to find the connection before you start with like let's say pre-production for the next episode or are you gonna because you said you want you know we're, we're the money always helps oh, yeah. but uh well on the pilot on the pilot we spent like i think between the two of us fifteen hundred dollars so it's like you know in terms of hollywood that's relatively cheap but like that's not like we were actually just talking about this earlier it's like that's enough money if you never saw that again you want to see something in return and we're just, mm. you know, we're at the point where, like, the thing that we saw in return is our vision being e- experienced by other people. And, it, you know, it, it's translated in the awards that we've gotten. Yeah. Granted, it, like, we're waiting on the next step to see where, like, if somebody else reaches out to us, wants to produce the show, like, how, what connections we get out of it. Like, the awards are fantastic. They're really nice. But, like, it, it just... it th- There needs to be another step, you know? Yeah, we want to yeah. make sure that, like, we have the the right budget for a second episode and a third episode and a fourth episode exactly. etc and we want to make sure that like i said everyone's you know paid fairly and like the the production costs are covered so really it's a it's a financial thing it's finances and business which neither of us are very good at. yeah yeah we're, we're if we can be creative all day but like when it comes to like okay but how do you market this we're like i don't know <laughs> yeah funding is my least favorite part yeah, yeah it's 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 not the same like experience at all it's like a different side of your brain like to to do yeah. that stuff you know i would be okay with it if if there were like easy to follow rules like a bank loan or something like that but like th- there's nothing you you just have to find somebody willing to help you i you see it as like if like someone said like i want to do x career there's usually like you could f- easily find like this is the career path yeah right you go to this these types of schools you get this type of degree you know you go these yeah. type of jobs but like filmmaking it's like it's anything from like you working your entire life to get to the first step or you like literally trip and fall into success. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it, you know, there's no one way to do it. And that's why it's daunting. Cause it's I, like, there's so many options, I, but I, at the same time, they're like, I, I, I see like uh filmmaking as you're, you're in the jungle, like in the middle of the jungle and you're looking for the, the sacred temple. Right. It's like, I want to reach, I want to attain this height. And you're walking through, you got a machete and behind you as every time you take a step, the jungle closes behind you. So you don't even know where you're at and you're, you're just, you just keep walking. You keep looking for it. It's, it's just a mystery. That's funny. Cause I, my friend Mike and I actually talked about that a couple of episodes ago that there's no one way. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating in the beginning because you're when you're starting out you're like what's the what's the path how do i get to my goal and then but as you along the way you're kind of thankful that there's no one way well then again it's sometimes there's there's some good filmmakers that i know who just don't do it anymore and that's really disheartening because like yeah. they're good if they if they had just a little bit more car- courage you know maybe the world would be a better place that's what i need courage so I I'm actually developing a web series with a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh yeah, and we were actually supposed to start earlier, but the pandemic happened. We decided to do our podcast, Borderline Uncomfortable, instead. Um, but uh, what would you? What advice would you give us? For filmmakers in general, or for, for starting a web general, series, right? Yeah. For starting a web series, yeah. Start small. You know, make it there. I think. And I know I know you. I know you, CJ. You want big blockbusters. (laughs) (laughs) You want big. I I enjoy them, but those are not the kind of movies I want to make, though. Okay. I uh, yeah, I love I love, you know, the the big Godzilla. Well, mainly they have to be blockbusters about giant monsters or robots (laughs) fighting. Like so they do in that sense, they do have to be epic, epic. But um, yeah. But I, I'm more character driven. So you know how you say you were writing flat flashcards about yeah, experiences yeah. you've had? Yeah. So I, what I would do is I would write little moments 
of the characters or of the people in my life. So mm-hmm. something someone said, you know, yeah. or or just a habit that they have. And I write that down like, oh, my character could have this habit or, or a character in my in my story could have this habit. Yeah. So I just like little things like that. And I do want to make small stories, but it's funny that I want to make these small stories, but I have trouble writing short films oh i i'm right there with you i <laughs> yeah. i cannot write anything that has an end like within like the next like couple hours there's so many things i want to do and so many places i want to go that like i i don't i have such a hard time i don't think i've ever made a short like in my life because i can't but you know I, only stuff i've done like collaboratively like with stuff that like yeah. uh, like the the um the one with mike that we're gonna do with mike with the mike france i yeah. forget the name of it all. uh forget me not forget me not like those things where john helps compress it into like how to tell it in a bite-sized portion but one thing I can say about characters is like, it's almost like sometimes what I like to do is like, I'll, I'll set up a, like a, a mock scenario with like the character I'm trying to like, f- like flesh out and I'll mm-hmm. put them with another, either another character that I made in the past or a character from other media that I know really well, or somebody I feel like I really already know. And I kind of go over like, how would they communicate? How would they see each other? How would their personalities match? And then that usually the character, you know, the most about at the time tells you a lot about the character you're trying to, get more depth to and like explore because you put throw different characters at them and see how they counterbalance and mingle and it tells you kind of more about the deeper inside of the person you're trying to flesh out more that's something yeah. that's always worked for me like I'll, I'll do i'll do that pretty often i mean yeah Those are actually great yeah and, and like find somebody if you're if you're going with a collaboration find somebody who one isn't going to be a yes man because you don't need that you already think your stuff is good enough to be on the page so you need to find somebody to try and rip it to shreds because like if, if mm. it can be destroyed, it's not strong enough to stay in your script and you got to get rid of it. Mm. They're like, uh, I, I'd said, I, I've told you this CJ, I probably told you too, Dustin, but um, write fearlessly and edit uh, mercilessly. Mm-hmm. See, and that could be very scary for people, you know, just the idea of like writing for someone to ripped to shreds and of course you hope that doesn't happen but you want someone who's going to be honest with you yeah the honest i think honesty is the best word in that because yeah. like i think like with you and i like out of everybody that i've ever written with like you're the most honest and i Thank say you. honest in the sense of like you're welcome in the sense of like you're not saying things just because you're trying your hardest to just be you know what i mean right yeah you're not trying to be a, and you you communicate it the way you, you do yeah, it. Like you're, I, you're, in you're, a jerky you're, way. But no, but you're, you're you're strong. You're strong about the way you express your your opinion on the subject. Yeah. But you're not going out of your way like to be mean I'm, or to yeah. like to you know to, to like hit a nerve. Like yeah. you'll say you'll say what you think, and this is why you think it. Yeah. I directly. Always, yeah. Oh, I always say why I think it. Yeah. And that's important too because like a lot of times like and I understand where you are, CJ, because like I'm you know I'm a very you know, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm a very like sensitive person. So like, you know, heavy rejection is, you know, the same way you're saying it's hard for a lot of people to handle. And I think that like what I, one other piece of advice I would give is find somebody that you trust that is honest, that you, you know, have a balance with kind of like what we've described, because that person won't steer you wrong in sense of like, they think something should be changed, but they don't say anything because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Because, and like, because of that, like my, I've learned that like, you know, my feelings don't really get hurt because I learned like, okay, that idea didn't land the way I thought maybe this will work better. You both focus on the better project. Whereas like in the past, like long time ago, I'd be like scared, but like, because I trust John, I know he's not doing it with ill intent. He's doing it with the opposite. He's doing it to make it better. Yeah. It's, 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 it's because if the idea isn't strong enough, it's like in Hollywood, no, doesn't mean no, no means not today. It's not that the idea needs to die and it's the idea needs to become stronger. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's especially with like there are people out there like the the guy that you talked to on the phone that one day that like oh, went for God. the jugular about yeah. our show. Like it wasn't just like this is constructive criticism. This is what I felt. This is how I would do it differently. It was, it was just malice, like yeah. spewing out. Like it was awful. It I'm was, glad I wasn't there. It was just I'd probably be crying. It but, was uh, just yeah. vicious. That's another thing that you need to learn as a collaborator. It's not just how to accept that kind of criticism, but how to give it. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I like to think that I do the same in in return. That like if he says something that like I I feel differently about, like 
I'll say it. Like I'm not as aggressive, but that's but it's better. I wish I was. I wish I was more like how aggressive you are because like <laughs> Yeah, but like sometimes like it's easier for me to if we were in a room with a lot of people, I might get steamrolled faster than you. So mm. like I'll still say it, but like I you stick to it and yeah. like you you really push it and I think that's important because yeah. if I wrote something that like could be better and like you have the idea to do it, like I want to hear it. Like I want to yeah. know. You know, for the sense, the sake of making it as best as you can make it. Oh, I still get steamrolled, dude. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> oh no, I know. I'm just saying you're like, I, yeah, like yeah, you're I on a good level. Thank like, you. I think you have a good balance of like, you try and you yeah. put it out there, but you don't get, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So that 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 kind of person, that's the best kind. Of, at, at least one of those, you know, in your collaborative group, definitely. At, at the end of the day, you if you're with a collaborator, yeah, you both have to agree that you're in this room to make sure that you're going to put out the best possible product that mm -hmm. I, I hate saying the word product as if it's like a fucking, like a chia pet or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like the story, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to produce, like that's, you yeah. want the best version of it you can possibly get to. Yeah. And that, that includes killing things. You know, you have to, you have to really attack it from every angle. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was just thinking like, especially from anyone who would, anyone who would dislike it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't give them the reason. I mean, granted, you're going to have naysayers here and there, but like, I think you should have the mentality of the people that you're not necessarily aiming towards. Because I think like when we write, of course, filmmakers are going to like it because it's, you know, they're going to jerk themselves off watching the show. It's like, I've been in this situation. Her, her, her. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, we want to. That's wanna... exactly what I sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you you want to you want it to be a, a fun experience for everyone to have. Like they it, like the C forty seven thing is the perfect distillation of what it is that I'm trying to like. I think we're both trying to uh, go against where it's like it's exclusive. Only the exclusive people will understand this joke. We don't want any C forty seven jokes in this fucking TV show. That's not what we're here for. Yeah, that's Rob Stone's job. <laughs> the antagonist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's about finding that that point of connection. Even though not everybody experiences what it's like to make a movie, but everybody experiences what it's like to follow and fail at getting, you know, trying to yes. get. Yeah, it's like a life lesson. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess it's like a coming of age, but like everyone's already of age. <laughs> it's like the, it's like it's like the creative age. Yeah, of yeah. yourself, like the the dream catching part of your yourself. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's what it's really about, because like. Yeah, you can grow up and you can learn things here and there, but like that following your dreams is an important thing for anybody. It doesn't matter if your dream is like, you know, you want to travel, you want to mm -hmm. do, you know, any, you know, be a doctor, you know, whatever, follow it. Like, you know, if it's, if it's important to you and you believe in it, like push yourself to do it as best you can, because you only really get, you know, so much time, so much time to try yeah. to, to do it that like you should go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And and mentioning killing your darlings, um, yeah, that's a big. Point. I can imagine an an editing too. That's probably even harder because yes. you've already shot everything, you know. Yeah. So it's there. How how was that? I I, I think I in the commentary if I remember because you guys have a commentary video yeah, yeah. for the pilot on YouTube. Uh, you said for the um, the scene at Adventureland that that was a much longer scene. Yes, and you yeah. had to cut a lot out. Significantly longer. Was it hard for that or was... At uh, first, at least mm -hmm. for me, it was hard because it's like, oh, but that's, you know, that's a funny line we wrote. That's a funny thing. Yeah. But then, like, when you see it after you're done, like, and you, assuming that you cut it the way that you're, you intended to, you look at it a second time, you're like, I, I get that I missed that joke, but this feels objectively better yeah. arranged this way that you it helps you cope with it because you're like, yeah, I missed that joke, but... I think this is a better move. So it's, it's mm -hmm. again, the honesty plays into it. Even with honest with yourself, it's just as important as honest to your partner mm -hmm. is it's like, you have to say like, you have to separate like how you feel about a certain joke with like, what is the best, what is the best way to go? Yeah. We, we cut out, a, we cut out maybe like it was four minutes initially. Yeah. We cut out four minutes. Cause it was just like the pacing was weird. We like, it was just too long. So we cut it down a little bit then. And then we still had to cut more down. We cut out, entire joke segments yeah there's 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 there was some funny stuff we had to put on the cutting room floor but it's like the scene needed to flow we were too long in that location it's just it just needed to get going 
the scene with uh, the introduction of the character Greg, like he made this like big rambly speech that was yeah. really funny. But every time we shot it, like we encouraged him to ad lib it and do a different speech. Something else. And what we ended up with was like eight takes of hilarity that were like, wow, which one do we go with and what order do we put it? Yeah, it was so funny. He was like, at one point he was like calling himself Beyonce. Like, it's just like- It, it, it was wild. It was nuts. <laughs> he had so much energy. It was great. Uh, sometimes I fart in a box and like, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's like, uh, it's kind of, they say in, in, in doing a scene, you know, come in at the latest point and leave at the earliest point. As long as you got that point across and the story progresses still, that's fine. Um, okay, so what what would you do differently? If we like, if like in the if we wrote it again, you mean the pilot? If if you wrote it again, if you shot it again, or if you want to think of it as for the when you're ready to shoot part two, like what what, what would you do differently? Dif- differently, more money. I would want more money if we did it differently. <laughs> like <laughs> we shot it from the money out of our pockets just to do it because we loved it so much. Yeah. Was there anything you would change about like either the order things are presented or like the way characters started or like the way like the script was like particularly written or. I want to say yes. Because hindsight's always twenty twenty, but like, I don't know if the pilots winning awards and people seem to like it, we're not getting any negative feedback. I don't think there is anything that we want. We should touch. You know what I mean? For me, it would be like, so the very beginning of the, of the episode after the dumpster thing. The first time people talk is when the owner of the comic shop comes in and yells at Logan. And like, we took that when we were, especially in the editing process where it's like, it's a subjective reality that Logan is experiencing. Like, like what the comic shop owner had said may not have been said that angrily, but Logan heard it that angrily. So it was mm, played that way. The subjective view of the narrative. Yeah. I really didn't think of it that way at the time that we wrote it but it came in more in editing and I would probably do that a little more often, a little more clearly throughout the pilot. Yeah. Little things like that. Like it's not, I, I, I firmly believe that the structure is sound, Yeah. you know, but just like anything I would make tweaks if I, if I did it again, I, at least personally, I would, yeah. um, I would lean more into that to, so that they kind of understand that. Like, cause some people, like when we showed it to Anthony, he was yeah. like, why is he so angry? And like, the answer to that was like the way it was the way it was shown was like Logan is a filmmaker and like things seem more he's gonna extravagant. exaggerate yeah and that's kind of like for me like I do that a lot like I'll like some like especially working in retail custom roles you know do something really stupid or say something really crazy and then yeah. like it just comes out like tenfold to me yeah. because I'm mm-hmm. used to spinning a good story so like I hear it differently than like they delivered it yeah and I think that's a, a, in a show about filmmaking it's pretty significant and I would have done that more often if I could. And that 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 would be like that unique sort of style to your show. Yes. Like it's it's a very um it's a very I guess I don't even know. It's like not even niche. It's just an exaggerated hyper reality that like also if it's not done correctly, I feel like it could turn a, an audience off. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's another thing is we we felt very strongly that we did not want this show to come off as um pretentious. Pretentious. Like yeah. like where you described it a little better than me. You were talking about how like there was like a fine line between like I'm a filmmaker, this is my struggle, and like right. I'm a filmmaker, and like this like yeah, pretentious well, side that it could avenue into if we're not yeah. careful. You, you don't want to be like, "Woe is me! I'm such a, a filmmaker. How hard is it?" And the people are just like, "Yeah, there's people dying in Somalia. Like I, you can shut up about this." <laughs> so you, you need you need the comedy to counterbalance the struggle. Otherwise, like the struggle is just whiny. Yeah. Well, what if you put the filmmaker in Somalia? Then that's a badass movie. I'd watch that out of <laughs> Sorry, sorry, CJ. I get right on that. Okay. What 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 would be your favorite moment of either product you can you could talk about either um uh, the production, your favorite moment in the production, or your favorite moment in the actual pilot, like you know, in the end results, your favorite shot or something. Or you could tell me both. For the final the the mirror shot in the hallway like that we did not plan that at all it just happened to fall that way it's just one of those like a perfect distillation of what the pilot represented between the uh, piper and logan where it was like that's another again again like another perfect distillation of the pilot where it's just like the struggle of the filmmaker where it's like you know there's jokes kind of in there hidden punchy but for the most part it's just the 
connection that those two characters have. And then, you know, on set, there was this really funny moment where uh, our cinematographer, Solange, um, she's uh, over top of Buddy, is playing Logan, who's laying on the ground, and she's filming his face. And I was like, you know, I was like, ah, you know, we might not use that shot. And then she goes, oh, I straddled him for nothing. And then Buddy, <laughs> not even missing a beat, is like, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. That was such a funny bit. And like, honestly, like he had moments like that just as a as an actor on set. Like we really encouraged all the actors to just kind of explore the um their themselves. And like I love I love his little moments of like he just kind of slides one in. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite moment was after we did everything, we edited everything, everything was finalized, the soundtrack was in there. We did a drive-in movie premiere like locally, where like we had um at a drive-in theater because of COVID, um everybody could drive in there and like see the movie like on a big screen. Mm -hmm. And it was a combination of seeing it on a big screen that I had never seen anything I've ever shot on a giant screen like that. But also because like some of my friends that I based the characters on came to the premiere and they got to, they hadn't really seen it until that moment. And like, it was like, there was a combination of like people they were based off of people, the actual people like in the same place. And it was just really a magical moment. Like it it was surreal. Like I I still can't believe that it happened, but like that was probably my favorite moment. Yeah, seeing it on a big screen is uh yeah, with that amazing. sound system and everything, it was amazing. Yeah, Ooh, I can imagine. Yeah, it, we had we had to give a speech, and it was like, oh god, like yeah. that was intimidating. But like, I always give the worst speeches. I'm horrible at it. Yeah, I wasn't any better. No, was... you did way better than me. I'll tell you. That <laughs> well, next time you guys need to collaborate on a script for the speech. <laughs> I guess yeah, right. yeah, we think we would have spent more time on the what yeah. we're gonna say. It was that was, but once we rambled, we got that through, and then. The, every the you know the lights dimmed and it kicked on and it was just like yeah. everyone got to finally see it like a lot of people hadn't seen it yet I think yeah. and we had family come out and stuff like that um, I I wish my parents could have made it to that one because they we were going to do it the week before so they took off yeah. to do it but we had such bad weather that we couldn't do it and like they couldn't make it for the the next week that we did yeah. so like I just sent them pictures and stuff like that but you know it was so cool because we had a big turnout yeah it was um there were like twenty or thirty cars wow. Yeah, yeah, and, but like in the cars, there was like two to five people in it. So you know, yeah. the the premiere was roughly fifty to sixty people, which was nuts. It, like there were people we you know we didn't know. Yeah, because like friends and family of the cast and crew were were welcome to come too. Yeah, and uh, it was on Facebook and stuff. So technically, anyone that sees it on Facebook could have went. Yeah, um, it had the location and everything, and it was, it was just great. it was just so bizarre. Like I. Like, because, you know, you invite your friends and family out. And you're like, okay, of course, like, you're going to support me because you're my friends and family. And there was just complete strangers. Yeah. Bro, I wanted to talk to them more. Right. Like, I'm sorry, mom and dad. You can shut up for a minute. You're going to talk to Cindy <laughs> from Idaho. <laughs> Cindy, what did you think? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Did you, get, did you get to talk to some of the strangers? I didn't, know. Well, COVID, we wanted a social distance. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much by the time that Right as it was starting, like a couple other cars showed up, like right as it was starting, and then like if I remember correctly, and then like a lot of them like left pretty soon after because yeah. probably because of COVID, and like if they came from far away, they had to get back. Yeah, I think that if we had done it like at a time when there wasn't the pandemic, like at the same time, it's like we might not have thought to do a drive-in, but like so that was nice that we did it. But it would have been nice to hear from like somebody unbiasedly, like completely unbiased from yeah. them, you know, to to hear their feedback, but. I think that's why another reason the awards were so magical is because that was unbiased. Like the people we were sending it to, we don't know them. We've never talked to them. They don't know us. They don't know what our background yeah. is. They just saw just the product. They don't even know our faces, but yeah. they saw the product. Maybe next time, uh, if you do something like that, you'll you'll hand out um, comment cards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Leave the comment on your way out. And throw it in the box. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Actually, yeah. I, to, I remember that. That's a good idea. That was your service. The chicken was cold. This is a drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Well, I'm happy for you guys. Thank, um, thank you. It was, yeah. yeah, it's really fun. Um, and it, real life on YouTube. Type in real life. Uh, I think pilot is also in the title. So it's a real life you. pilot pitch, right? Is real life pilot yeah. pitch. Yeah. Hashtag real life TV show. You'll find it. What are you guys doing right now in the meantime? Working on anything? Or we wrote episode two completely. Um, we want to write more of the episodes as we yeah. get we get further along the outline. 
Um, I, I, we do approach the idea of like other products because I remember I had gotten some advice um, about like if you ever go to a pitch, you should always have like two or three other pilot ideas like in your back pocket, even if they're not fully written or anything, but like the idea, because sometimes you can go to a producer or an agent and tell them what you have and they might not feel the product you're pitching, but they might say, do you have anything else? Because they might like your style, but they maybe the, the plot didn't land or something. And then you can whip it out and be like, well, I also have this idea. And, you know, that so we occasionally like experience some, you know, back and forth about like what we could do for other pilots. We feel very strongly and we're both very have a lot going on, like around mm -hmm. at the same time, like life things and like other projects and stuff. But um, we, we always dedicate at least like usually a day a week, I think, yeah. to do like real life stuff, like to check with festivals, to do like uh, uh, any kind of marketing, social media, merch, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and write, of course. I see that that shirt you got on there, John. Yeah, yeah, it's official. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like the uh, the uh, merchandise is currently at Adventureland Comics, but soon it'll be online for everyone to. That's our next step: is yeah. going online for and figuring out shipping and all that. Yeah. And this will be on the Omega Media Productions website. Yeah, you can find yep. it omegamediaproductions.com. It'll it'll be on the website. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for talking with me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. This was very pleasant. Yeah. 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 Congrats on the success. Thank um, you. I hope that if any, in any way you need an extra hand, I'm here. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because we, we always need hands on all kinds of positions because, like, yeah. you know, we want to make a big production. So, like, yeah. we're, we're always welcoming the, to everybody. We, we have a couple of uh, short scripts in our in mind. We have a a heist film we might want to do right we also have a feature that i think was a the, the murder mystery oh a feature nice yeah yeah it was started as a short and then it turned into like this sounds like a feature yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's um we got we have definitely some ideas that like we want to as, as things go we'll, we'll it's kind of on the back burner but like we'll definitely kick them up whenever we have like extra time to do it mm -hmm. when things simmer down a little bit but um, you know, we're we're also there if anybody needs help, wants to write. With yeah, us, oh know, yeah, we do that too. So, like, <laughs> we will write be... with anyone. Yes, <laughs> and then we'll be brutally honest. Well, at least John will. Dustin is working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still training on that on on the, the uh, assertiveness. <laughs> the brutality. Yeah, I don't think it, it has nothing to do with assertiveness. It's just all honesty. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you want the best product, you you got to tell somebody when they're wrong. The person has to be receptive too. Like they have to, to want to hear it. Because yeah. if they don't want to yeah. hear it, like they. You're it's not going to get through. Yeah, exactly. You're just talking about I, it. And I think one one thing, too, to think about for someone who's accepting the criticism is um, when someone who's taking the time to to be honest like that, maybe it, show, it means that they're genuinely interested, that you have something that is interesting to people and they want to see it improve. They, they have nothing to get out of it, unless they're being so viciously mean that it's like an ego trip for them. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying is like there's like a way to do it where like the person is just you have, you have to identify as a person like if this person is giving me constructive criticism and has a reason why they feel this mm -hmm. way that you want to let in. If someone is just being a jerk yeah. and you can totally sense that, don't let that in because that's just going to mess you up. Yeah. You have to, you have yeah. to develop like your own little gauge, which yeah. unfortunately you really only get that way by hearing both and then figuring out which is which. Yeah, It's hard to put into words like which is which. Yeah, no, it's like I, you know, everyone struggles with. It. I certainly do. Yeah, it's it's even like comments on YouTube where you're just like, yeah, somebody might say like, liked it, but I felt the soundtrack was bland. You, I, that's yeah. a criticism. Like that's saying this is how I felt. If someone's like this sucked, well, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. You know, there's mm -hmm. nothing. There's no reason to why you feel that way. There's no way ways to improve. It's, that's just, you know, malice. It's just yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just mean. So I guess you can't put it to words. <laughs> <'Cause I> just... <laughs> that backfired on me. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> All right, well, this has been great.